Your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome aboard another Rope Drop on Deck. I am Doug McKnight and I am here with Michelle McKnight. Michelle, it has been a crazy weekend with two speech meets and I am proud to say I am sitting next to the coach of the Trailblazer Conference runner-ups. Congratulations. Runner-ups? We're runner-ups. Runner-up. It's speech. I don't have to speak well, do I? Oh, the grammar. Oh, the grammar. Hammer the grandma. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've been very busy with speech, so thank you for being patient for the show to come out this week. It's also Valentine's Day as we record this. Happy Valentine's, my dear. Thank you. I'm. This is exactly how I want to spend my Valentine's Day, so... Did you have bigger plans for us? Yeah. Oh, well. Me in front of my computer working. Okay. We'll get you back to that shortly. But first, we have to talk about rotational dining on today's show. But uh, we got all kinds of things before that. We have Apple Podcast Reviews. Leave us a five-star review. I will read it on air. And if you leave reviews, that means I don't cry myself to sleep with sad, sad tears of no five-star reviews. Anyway. Ready for the review, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Great podcast for cruising tips and advice. Five stars by BP Gentry. I have enjoyed listening to Doug and Michelle talk cruising while we gear up to return to DCL after eight years. It's a while. Eight years since DCL. I love the balance of Michelle's TA experience and Doug's humor. You can literally hear those eye rolls from Michelle as Doug turns up the sarcasm. Thanks for the tips and the comedic relief. That sums it up. I'm really just here for the song and dance and jazz hands. Yep, and, and to make sure that we record because... Yeah, and to schedule things. Yeah. And edit. That's my purpose. Editing is a light word. I mean, sometimes I have to edit things. Yeah. Anyway, sometimes I edit out the eye rolls, folks. But thank you for the review. Yes. Thank you, BP. Really appreciate the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now on to everyone's favorite part of the day, the words of the day. Did you see what I did there? I said words. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got it mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Apparent wind. So, Michelle, what is apparent wind? Apparent wind is the wind you feel when you're moving as compared to true wind. That's it? That's all you got for me? Can you have? Can you use it in a sentence? I felt the apparent wind as I was sailing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, when you're cruising and you go up on the top deck, like, late at night, and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's so windy and cold up here. That's because of the apparent wind. Because if you're cruising into the wind plus the speed of the ship, that gives you the apparent wind because it's the wind you feel. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it feels windier. I mean, if you're going 20 knots an hour plus, say, 8 to 10 knots of wind, then it's like 28, 30 knots of wind on your face. Parent wind. So next time you're up on the old Lido deck, you can be like, hey, do you feel that apparent wind? Are you going to do that, Michelle? No. Nope. Well, I tried. All right, I tried. All right, we have two big cruise news stories that want to talk about. The cruise news is brought to you by BackToTheMouse.com. Go check it out for all your Disney cruising photos of staterooms. There's some Royal Caribbean photos, but mostly Disney. Lots of menus and other things. Check out 
backtothemouse.com. Also, a post once a month about the least expensive per night Disney cruises. People really like that post, right? Yep. And Joe does me even further, does better for me even further than that and sends me an email. So, Ooh. Yeah. Aren't you special? I think he has a mailing list. I don't know if he just puts you on it. Maybe. Do you feel less special now yes, if, if it's just a ma- mailing list? Yeah. I think you're a special mailing list, the Michelle-only mailing list. Anyway, all right. So on February 6th, a dream class, Carnival Magic. So it's confusing. Carnival has the, a dream class um, as well. So does Disney. I mean. But the magic is in the dream class. So Yes, the Carnival Magic is a dream class ship. So it was ported in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and it was very windy. People were off the ship at their excursions. So windy, rough swells, winds, that the vessel hit the pier when one of the bumpers failed. And like when I say hit the pier, it kind of destroyed the end of it. It put a nice little gash in the hole of the ship. That's the side, the metal, the hole, right? It was a word of the day. Go find it. Anyway, so people were off the ship. This accident happens, kind of messed up the pier. Uh, then the ship leaves the pier because it's no longer really attached. And um, people come back from their excursion and there's no ship there. The other pier at that location had a ship at it. So once that ship left the dock, the Carnival Magic then docked. People were able to get back on. And it sounds like it continued on with their cruise. Now, with a hole in the side of their ship, of course. Which, I mean, sure, why not? It's not um, like it was going to sink from that hole. It was above the waterline, yeah. folks. Way, way above the waterline. There was also no injuries, and all ship services remained op- operational. So that's the good news. Um, but the dock is looking rough. I believe it. this happened you know, a little while ago, February 6th. Um, so, but I believe the dock is back in operation now. So if I saw the more recent news. So it did miss its next port in the Cayman Islands. So that that's because it didn't leave Jamaica until like really late. Because I think they were doing a lot of safety checks and everything once it was ported again. And everybody had to get back on. But could you imagine, Michelle, showing up after your excursion? Like you're offline, like not on your phone, not any data you show up and like your ship is gone as you're driving up to the port, like saying your private transportation, you didn't do like a carnival excursion. Could you imagine the emotions, the feelings of being like, where's our ship? Cause it wasn't just like feet away either. It was like not visible. I am heard. Yeah. I would have panicked. I would have. You probably would have cried actually. I believe there would have been tears. Cried, screamed. I would have. Yep. And then, like, they had people on at the pier, like, to deal with. Because then you were there for hours, just waiting for the one ship to leave and your ship to come back. It does not sound like fun. No. So, I'm sure Carnival did something to help make it up to them, but a fender on the pier broke. That's how that happened. All right. Next news is not good news either. I'm full of bad news today. We love cruising, but we got to report the news when it's news. The Bahamas has had a long-time deal with the cruise lines and their private audience where they do not charge their VAT tax. So uh, a VAT tax is a flat tax that's just on there. You don't, like in America, we're weird. 
we add the tax on after the price that you see other countries like you see it costs fifty dollars guess what it costs fifty dollars the tax you already put in there you calculate it so we notice a lot of prices went up for cabanas and other things like that on private islands well guess what the bahamas was like you know what we're done giving you guys a free ride on your free on your private islands not your free islands your private islands you have to pay the same VAT tax everyone else does everywhere else in the Bahamas. So there is now a 10% VAT tax on everything on those private islands. So if you buy something like a cabana, I'm guessing excursions, you're paying 10% more. So we saw all the prices basically jump by 10%. And that goes into effect March 1st. Michelle, does this surprise you? Does it, how do you feel about this? Well, I'm interested kind of to see, I don't know, I'm because some people have already booked their stuff. The, the, I think the keyword not just book, like Disney you book and then you pay day of. Right. So Royal, there's, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian you pay when you book it. Right. So, so if you've already paid, is the cruise line just going to eat that 10%? I think they, they have to. But they didn't for the... Um, oh, that's for true. the other tax that the, was put like, on this year. $3 per person, right, for yeah. environment. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but ten percent on a cabana that's a thousand dollars is yeah a thing. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That tax in the Bahamas on the private islands. I'm not shocked that it happened. I'm kind of shocked that it was like February like seventh or eighth, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna do this. And then like happening on the first of March. Like, come on, Bahamas, you need to like like six months or you like. Who does that? Like our government's weird, but they don't like a lot of things go in effect like January first, right? Like that's the weird thing. I think. I feel like the Bahamas have the right to do. It. These cruise lines aren't leleaving their islands because of a ten percent tax. No, right? They've way like, too much invested. The in it. scary thing is the Bahamas also know that, and things could get out of control. However, what the cruise lines could do is stop b- visiting. Freeport and Nassau as much if taxes continue to rise. But in those ports, you're already paying the 10% on everything. So, there yeah, you go. Yeah, but the, they wouldn't, the, the, if they docked there, if they didn't dock there, people would be, they wouldn't be spending money anywhere. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. All right, there you go. That's the news brought to you by backtothemouse.com. All right. Today's show, we're going to talk about rotational dining. It's not going to be super in-depth because how long can we really talk about rotational dining, Michelle? For hours and hours and hours? I don't think so. So rotational dining, what is it? What is rotational dining? So Disney has rotational dining on all its ships. You literally follow your server to another restaurant so you don't eat in the same restaurant every night of the cruise so you rotate to different dining rooms so rotational dining comes from rotating from dining rooms right the other cruise lines do not do this this is a disney specialty and it confuses people when you are used to sailing disney you go to royal caribbean or your royal caribbean um loyalty and you decide to sail disney for the first time it really confuses and weirds people out yeah so the nice thing you get to know your servers either way right at royal you sit at the same table same servers um but you're in the same spot where disney you rotate to every restaurant in disney has different restaurants with different themes so 
what are all the advantages that you think rotational dining has to offer? Well, you don't have to go to the same place every night. So there's a different, um, different scenery. There's different, um, theming. Um, you get to follow, you get to get to know your dining room staff. Although sometimes on other Royal, cruise lines, you, you yeah. yeah. Um, you get different menus as well. Where like, some cruise lines you yeah. see similar menu or like the dessert menu never changes necessarily. Um, I think the biggest thing is you get to see different venues. Yeah. And Disney really tries to entertain you in those, in, in some of the venues. So, um, which is good because it's not in all of them, but usually on the, either the reimagined ships or the new ships, they have at least one like dinner show. So, um, but it's not all of all of your dining dining rotations because then you also have the chance to mellow out like for other right. other rotations. So it's not like over the top every single night. You know, they they go over the top one night and then the next night you might back come, to just yeah. dinner is dinner. Yeah, yeah. I think the dream and the fantasy are the only ones without really a show, right? Because the magic has Rapunzel uh, dinner and the wonder has Tiana and then the wish has Arendelle. You got the whole cast of Frozen. And Marvel, really. And Marvel. But Marvel is more in line with what you see at Animator's Palette, which is a whole different thing with screens on um, some ships. Crush comes and talks to you. Other ships, you just simply see um, different animation on the walls. It comes to life a little bit. The color changes. Uh, Sometimes you can actually draw. And they scan in what you draw and bring it to life in animation magic. And if they didn't rotate you through, like, people would have to, like, make reservations for them and, like, people would be angry. I never got to go to Animator's Palette, right? But Disney makes sure they eliminate that by rotating you through all the things. But it's not all roses and sunshine. There's got to be some disadvantages to rotational dining, right? It can be confusing. Because you might not know where to go. So in like Royal Caribbean, you would always go to like the same restaurant mm-hmm. um, for main dining. But for Disney, your rotation, they tell you in the app now. Um, and it's, is it on your key to the world card nope. still? Okay. Nope, it's not. All right. Well, it used to be more confusing. Yeah, it was just letters. It was just and letters then... and you had to figure out what A meant and what E meant and what... And then some. there's a couple of restaurants that randomly had two letters, I think, on one ship a long time ago. Like uh, Karoka's or something, which is no longer there. Or Parrot something, which was before Karoka's, which is before Rapunzel's. Anywho, yeah, the where to go, because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Because longer than three, three nights, it's very easy. Well. Because there's three restaurants. It is, but you also have to know where you're going like the second night. Because it's not the same as the third night either, so. Correct. Yeah, so Um, it can be confusing. Um, Yeah, on the longer cruises, it's possible you might go to one restaurant four times right. the other restaurant three and three you know or right. um and you might not go in a specific order it might be like you go to animators one night and you go to royal court the next night you go to animators again go to royal court again and then finally you go to enchanted garden how about the times so, where you go to the same restaurant two nights in a row yeah usually it's a way different menu though right like, it's like pirate night or something yeah or um a very special menu they so the, even when you do restaurants over again on Disney with the rotational dining, the first or second time, it's, it's a different menu. There's 
the rotational dining menu. So if you do a three night or a four night, you get the rotational dining menus once, and then your fourth night is gonna be pirate night, and that's mixed in on pirate night. So wherever you have pirate night, you're gonna eat at that restaurant twice. Um, yeah, but when you get to like the seven nights, you have like the welcome aboard, you have formal night, which is lobster, lobster, more lobster. Um, and then you have the see you real soon type of menu at the end. And then you have your rotationals in the middle. It, it, they, there used to be like names for all of them. But now that it's just in the app, it's, you don't see the names as much. Yeah. Our kids kind of know what they're doing. So they kind of take advantage of the, royal, of the rotational dining. And if they have a favorite dessert in a different dining room, um, they know that uh, they are able to get it as long as it's a rotational dining menu and not like a special one like welcome aboard or something. Right. Um, and yeah. so, so they'll ask their server, okay, hey, can you please get me this? And uh, most of the time the server will go out of their way to find it. So Sam is the most notorious for that. Yeah. What was it that they ate every, those all three nights of the rotational on our seven night fantasy? Cookies and cream, wasn't it? Cookies and cream Sunday or... Was it cookies and cream or yeah? I think it was cookies and cream. They did that on the dream and the fantasy. On like Sam figured out what the oh that's the rotational menu. I mean they don't change a whole lot over time. Like the sea bass from our very first cruise in 2012 on the Disney Dream is still on the Disney Dream in 2024. So spoiler alert, menus don't don't change a lot they tweak them but it's nice when they open remodel restaurants so um we might possibly be on the wonder i'm really looking forward to doing tiana's again we've only done it once it was one of my favorites we fortunately had it two nights though we did yeah because it was a five night sailing so we were lucky that we got it two nights so it has live music that's fantastic so um what style of dining do you prefer michelle um, rotational dining? What do you mean? That's Yeah, rotational okay. or like the traditional or the anytime or the my time. Or like one thing I don't like about rotational dining is if we miss a dinner to go to Palo dinner, I feel guilty. Where on like Royal, I don't feel like it missing main dining is to go to specialty dining is like, oh, like I'm not torn, right? Like... If I book Palo before the cruise, I don't know what restaurant and menu I'm missing to go to Palo or Enchante or um, Ratatouille. No, Remy. Sorry, not Ratatouille. Remy. You know what I mean? Like that that stresses me out a little bit. I don't know. I guess we could figure out when Pirate Night is and just avoid Pirate Night menu. That would be a plus That's for probably me. What we're not we a big fan doing. of Pirate but Night But we're also menu. not a big fan of like over-the-top fine dining because we're not that fancy of people. Yeah. We could, although we can do Palo just fine for dinner because it'd be steak, steak and more steak. I would just get the steak. I got the bone marrow last time. It was a little, I think it was too sweet for me. Yeah. Okay. I've gone off the, have I gone off the track? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So rotational dining. Michelle gives it how many thumbs up? Well, I have two, so two. Two thumbs up for Michelle. There you go. Is that one thing that you think really sets Disney apart from the rest of the pack? I do. I do. Yeah. And it's it's all the aspects of it. So it's the different dining rooms, the themes, the some of the shows. It's it's They entertain you while you eat. 
it brings dinner more to life rather than just food. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps that the bowl the bread is in is themed to match the restaurant. Okay. Then the butter knives used to be themed in one restaurant. They no longer are, sadly. R.I.P. Butter Knives at Animator's Palette. Okay. I think I've, I've rambled on long enough about rotational dining. So we enjoy it. It's one thing that separates Disney from the pack. Um, not to say regular dining is bad. There's some advantages to it, as we discussed. Um, but uh, what do you think of rotational dining? Let us know on social media. And if you're looking for us on social media, we are at Rope Drop on Deck on all of the things except. No, TikTok. I don't have time for that. We won't really have time for what we do have. Right. It's a struggle. Sorry, this is a short one. Struggle. Struggle bus of life right now. Anywho, if you're looking to go on a cruise, you can email Michelle at michelle at touringandcruises.com. And that's and spelled out. You can't put an ampersand in the middle of an email address, people. It just doesn't work. So uh, give Michelle an email. And and I will say I'm kind of backed up on quotes right now. So just be patient. I promise I'll get back to you. Because I made her record a podcast. Yeah, it's that all Doug's did not fault. help at all, I am told. Uh, it, yep, it's all Doug's fault. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap this up so Michelle can go work until like, I don't know, 2 a.m. Anyway, um, for Michelle, I'm Doug. This has been another Rope Drop on Deck. Oh, 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 oh,